The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children. Anyone ha who has recently worn a censored mask while having their words broadcast to 74% of U.S. households, or your grandmother. Then again, I've never met your grandmother. She could be kinkier than anyone realizes. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to A Harry Potter Companion, a podcast of wholesome kink and perverted crafting. I'm Sarah King. I'm Lansing Mike. And I'm Boy Fargo. I guess this is kind of a, a bonus episode. Really just going to be an expert portion uh, talking about handkerchiefs because we, did, we didn't have a chance to do that on the last one because we had so much gossip and things happening. And yeah, I all of my sexy fun times in the past seven days have been by myself so <laughs> i don't know if i even did that in the last seven days Michael. it's been busy and you know i mean it's you know it's like okay well who has time for a whole five minutes of you know <laughs> you're gonna get septic michael yeah possibly well, oh there's many things wrong with me that's that's the <laughs> sure. well um one thing I did want to bring up that, that came across my feeds recently and is good advice before we get into handkerchiefs was a note saying sometimes things go sideways and paramedics end up getting involved. If that should happen, be honest with your paramedics as honest as you can be. You know, tell them what you've taken, what varsity level kinks you have done. Being high and being kinky is not a crime, and the EMTs are not cops anyway. They are there to save your life. And they really Please don't do not make their job harder than it already is, because that's a rough job. I, I couldn't. I'm glad there are those out there who can and do. You know what? And they don't get paid nearly enough. No, of course they not. They have to deal with. Um, yeah, uh, uh, they don't care. They've heard it all. They know you were not washing your bumper crop of cucumbers in the bathtub when you accidentally slipped and fell on one of them. They know that didn't actually happen. <laughs> so it's okay. Yeah, especially because nobody uses Crisco to wash cucumbers. <laughs> <laughs> the cucumbers with all the little scratch marks on them. That Yeah, anyway. Yeah. It's okay. And, and related to that, you should be able to be honest with your primary care physician about what's going on in your life, about the <laughs> sex you're having, and yeah, about the drugs you take. Because again, they want you to be healthy. They want you to keep coming to see them. And if you feel you cannot be 100% honest with your doctor, get yourself a new doctor. I yeah. realize I say that that as if it's as easy as getting a new pair of shoes, and I've realized that it's not. But um, but if the shoes you're wearing are basically you know giving you blisters and are uncomfortable and really not doing their job, you need new shoes. Yeah. So and 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 not trying to necessarily make those shoes fit when they're just absolutely the wrong shoe. 
Yeah. Um, to, not to beat the metaphor to death, but the <laughs> my we boyfriend is currently going through. I just said my boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, is currently going through some trouble with with his primary care, and um, this person is not being very very responsive and you know and and he would like to try to maybe necessarily not necessarily maybe trying to explain his frustration to this person and and i said well you know that's okay but this might not be the right person for you yeah you, you know and and it's okay if you just i mean try to reset your expectations with this person if it's not working um i i yeah what would the one thing I, I said I really like about the doctor that I believe we all see is is the access. Oh yeah. He's got a medical assistant that you can get to and she will call you back right away and doesn't ma mind when you call her a sexy wench on the phone. In fact, you know, she loves that. Um, and of course it would that, be Fargo who discovers this bit of trivia. Well, I did, yes. And she said. <laughs> She wrote back. She says, "You never need to tell me who you are because you're the only one who calls me that." <laughs> um, well, now <laughs> I think it was Lusty Wench. I think actually. And so, um, but yeah, um, just oh, one question though, like yeah. just a hesitation. Um, I'm hearing a lot of scraping sounds on my end. Is that? I'll, I'll stop touching anything. Okay, because yeah, I, it's when you're talking, I, I fear for um, Arcane's having okay. to edit and just the sound quality because it's like a constant like... Oh, that's probably... You know what I was doing? I was trying to clean the dog hair off my, my keyboard. Yeah, so, okay. That, that would do, that do it. Other time. <laughs> okay sorry no i'm sorry to interrupt but i'm just like yeah this is unpleasant listening hour <laughs> oh i i get that um i'm yeah doing some zoom calls on mondays and wednesday nights with people that there's like 100 people on the call and oh. try to get everybody to mute their mic um yeah. but again um just oh. having uh the the kind of access that we do um mm -hmm. and, and via chat and via um text message is is invaluable uh, is when you're having a physician. Um, and yeah, I mean, but also just his, you know, his demeanor. It's like, it's, he's, nothing's going to make him raise an eyebrow, you know? No. That's the nice thing about having, you know, a, a professional who is like aware of the community and aware of, you know, especially, you know, kink positive. He's like, okay, whatever, you know, he's, it's not going to phase him. And, uh, well, and I've, I've heard him talk about how, He's gotten feedback about well, why do you have so many? This is such a this is such an election thing. Why do you have so many people that are are um, positive or that are that have this or their gonorrhea positive? It's like because I fucking test for it. It was syphilis. It, that, that was yes, the story. Right. He he was getting shit from some some bureaucrat. Yeah, you know, saying why because it was a big jump between him and mm. everybody else he's like a i test for it i test everybody for it mm -hmm. and b my clientele is sexually active gay men at least a good chunk of it so yeah it it doesn't surprise me that mm. but you know the fact that i'm getting these positive tests and i've got these guys under my care well guys people under my care mm -hmm. Uh, means that it's getting treated and getting taken care of. So and also, I, I'm thinking, what was the bureaucrat thinking that he was like infecting all these people with it? You know? Yeah, what's the I, yeah. bad? What is the bad part about this? 
Yeah. Well, the bad part is, you know, no one yeah. should be having sex. These diseases shouldn't be happening. And the bureaucrats thinking if people could just like keep it to themselves, then we wouldn't have to deal with this and we wouldn't have to, you know, but or not if, you know, these numbers are disturbing. If you just did less testing, you're going to find less fine, disease. Just, right. right. I mean, wasn't, wasn't that like, you know, uh, someone recently, you know, uh, in power said that about COVID. It's like, well, if we, you know, we're, we're finding more cases because we're doing more testing. It's like, uh, I, when I had my last bout with syphilis, and mm -hmm. sadly, I've had more than one, um, but I had been to a, a dermatologist, by the way, don't go to this dermatologist, and I'll let you know who it is, because he has a dick, um, for many other reasons, but I was there for some other reason, and I happened to be experiencing these symptoms, and so he looked at my back end, and it's like, eh, well, I would think a dermatologist would know Mm -hmm. what syphilis symptoms look like on your butt mm, not necessarily yeah but when i managed to take a picture of that and have a visit with our, our 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 physician over the phone and said here he's like oh <laughs> yeah that's syphilis related okay. and the he's he's like this dermatologist absolutely should have been able to pick that up so anyway, um, uh, yeah, I mean, how many cases of syphilis has the dermatologist seen since he was in medical school? Well, you know, that's I, a very I, true, very true. But I mean, it's 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 rather striking. So I think it would be something that would stick in your head. I, also, I mean, there's obviously a symptom there. It's like the dermatologist should at the very least be like, oh, well, that's something, you know, right. let, let me look that up. Yeah, you know, no, I'm, like, I'm not yeah. sure what that is. Please follow up with your primary. He might have a better it's idea. Yeah, it's obviously something. Maybe we should look yeah. into it. He's like, oh, here, I'll give you a fungal cream. Well, thank you. That's lovely. <laughs> All right. <laughs> onward and upward, yes. Uh, onward, upward, and outward. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I want to talk about um, the hanky code again. Um, we, we've done this before, but it's, it's kind of an evergreen subject. And... Um, yeah, it was another thing that floated across my social media was somebody talking about the hanky code and how over the last you know, 50 years now, really, it has influenced gay kink. Um, I have a story that might help set this up. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I, um, I used to have a store, uh, I had many, um, a, a and this happened to be in Omaha, and there was a, a lesbian woman working for me. She always wore a hanky in her pocket. Just, she never knew, but the, the amount of time that an older gay man, like older than me, would approach her and say, do you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so she eventually learned what this meant. Didn't change her behavior at all, but um, it was always you know, somebody older who had grown up with it. So mm. there you go. So, so what was she flagging? I, it, it was red in her okay. right pocket. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, lesbians do that too. Yes, they do. <laughs> I, I don't know if the hanky code is, you know, generally recognized in the lesbian community. I don't know that many lesbians be able to say one way or the other. Right. Um, but yeah, um, in a similar fashion, uh, I have, 
I have a Latin teacher that I'm online friends with who um, is, you know, well-versed in the world. And he had a student walk in with an orange handkerchief in his right pocket okay. and said, he said to the student, you need to take, you need to take that handkerchief either put it fully in your pocket or take it completely out because either you're signaling something that is completely inappropriate for my classroom <laughs> or you don't know it and it's still completely inappropriate so yeah I'll, if needed i'll give you an education after in the meantime that handkerchief needs to go, needs to go. wow i mean when you said latin teacher i thought okay what is he 100 but then also that response makes me think what is he, 100? I mean, I'm glad he can actually figure out computers. But no, I mean, first of all, it's like, I, I'm okay, I understand. Maybe he was saying it to be joking. And like, okay, this kid doesn't know what's going on. But, you know, just even that, it's like, um, you know what that's flagging? It's like, no, it's flagging it to a small a small subsector of people. In fact, even like not even gay men all know what it's about. It's old gay men know this. And old it's kinky like, no. gay men. <laughs> and it's like, you know, um, and saying, well, that's inappropriate. No, I'd say it's, I mean, we'll get into this, but no, I think hanky code, you know, whatever you're flagging is appropriate everywhere. That's the whole point. The public doesn't know what it's about. So it's kind of that secret handshake in society saying, this is what I'm into. And it's like, Hey, I mean, flagging that you, you know, orange, right. Means anything goes bottom. So what's wrong telling the world that, you know, even in <laughs> Latin class, you know, so I'm, I mean, I can understand, you know, but you know, just his thing saying that's inappropriate for the class. I'd be like, Oh, really? <laughs> it's like, uh, please let's, 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 let, let's talk to your boss. Let, let me, let me care in this on you. No, I mean, because, you know, showing that you are open sexually, I don't think that's inappropriate you know, anywhere, especially on that low, you know, because this is kind of a secret handshake kind of thing. And if some people in class get it, then cool. Uh, so yeah, so I, that's high just school me. Latin class. So even kids want to get fucked. <laughs> have anything wait, 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 wait. Going. Was he Latin and a teacher or was he a Latin teacher? He was teaching the ancient Latin. Roman language. Okay. Thank you. Also, I just find it very shocking that, you know, that's even being taught in high school anymore. Private, I pri private high school in New England. Oh yes, that that will okay. do it. I, I knew someone who went to a private school in uh, Cleveland and and had Greek and Latin. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Oh yay! <laughs> I think I'm no, I really mean, agree with Michael on this one. Um, well, uh, it's a dress code kind of thing. Then that's okay if it's high school and there's something like that. But I mean, too. No, no, no. I meant I'm against dress codes too. It's like because well, yeah. most dress codes yeah, are like, yeah, oh, yeah, dress codes are yeah, women cannot show off skin because men won't be able to study around a bit of ankle. And it's like, oh, please. Yeah. But but to spin it off into the teacher knowing that that what it was, and it's like, well, that's putting your yeah your your yeah. whole um, um, thought process on somebody else. When also a high school student with a handkerchief, that's interesting because you know the only you know if you're not flagging sexual behavior. Um, I don't think many people, you know, blow their noses into clumps of cloth that they put back in their pockets anymore. We, yeah, we, so we have facial tissues for that. It seemed like a fashion thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, what are we that, talking well, about? What is this hanky code? So, oh. 
Yeah. So what, what the hanky code is. Um, nice segue. Yes. Thank, thank you, Fargo. You're, you're so on the ball. <laughs> so the hanky code, um, like a lot of fun gay things, um, started in San Francisco in the 1970s. And originally it was fisting tops and bottoms advertising to each other. The Ooh, first... so, so that's how it became red because to me, the only standard hanky color is red. Like yes. that's the color of actual, like my grandfather had a mm-hmm. whole drawer full of red hankies because that's what he used, you know, and that was the generation that really you know, didn't understand Kleenex. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was, or Kleenex were not, you know, or facial tissues were not as widely, you know, around. So yeah, yeah you'd yeah. use cloth. But yeah, so I can understand why red is the color for fisting, because if they're the first ones to do it, well, everyone has red handkerchiefs. They're just very ubiquitous. Okay, right. go on, and, sorry. And, and, you know, red, you know, a red handkerchief would stand out very nice against a Levi 501. So, you know, the, the fisters, you know, in order to signal to each other in a, you know, subtle manner that, hey, I'm down for fisting, uh, you know, while out at the bars, you know, they would wear a red handkerchief, either, you know, right for, for receptive and left for um, for being the, the top, for, for liking to punch butts. Yahoo. <laughs> From that, it expanded out to the rest of the leather community and additional colors were added on. Some colors are a bit more obvious. You know, you can see the relationship between yellow and piss. I mean... Mm. We can see that there. Some are less obvious, gray for bondage. Okay. It makes a bit of sense when you go with black for heavy SM and then gray for lighter SM. And then white is, I just want to jack off with you. So that sort of makes sense. Oh, it's cum colored. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, I didn't know but, white. I learned that. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but then, you know, you end up getting into, and by the 90s with the internet, there was just a whole list of colors. And the problem is some of them end up being very similar to each other. You know, is that... Robin's egg blue. Or, yeah, is it Robin's egg blue or is it light blue or is it sky blue? Is that hunter green or is it Kelly green? There's a big difference between big those difference. two. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, a uh, hunter green is daddy and boy. Uh, Kelly green is hustler and John, which, you know, you can sort of see the relationship there, but it, that's one, you know, you don't yeah. want to get those two mixed <laughs> up in a crowded bar. You know, that's one of the ways that the hanky code fails miserably. It's in your back pocket. There's so many colors and they're so, and they can be so close to each other and you're in a dark bar. You need good lighting and you're not in a place with good lighting. Yeah. It's not great for that, but one of the places where, you know, I've seen handkerchiefs worn and worn well and been useful and people wearing a lot of handkerchiefs has been at places like Claw, mm-hmm. where you have a lot of kinky people who don't know each other in a well-lit space. Mm-hmm. And if you have, you know, say a, a niche kink, like 
brown and you see another brown handkerchief floating around in the crowd, you'd be like, oh, hi there. We need to talk. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I mean, it's great for, for, yeah, it's perfect for that and people that don't know each other. Um, and you find out you have a unique common interest. Um, it's it's like finding a geek in the in, in <laughs> finding nerds in in the wild. You're like, oh my god, we could do no, this. No, not just finding nerds, finding the right kind of nerd. the right kind specific. Yes, I'm yeah. learning about nerd culture. You know, oh yeah, as, as I as there's the the heartbreak of seeing someone list. Oh, I'm a gamer on their profile, and you find out. Oh, they mean video games. Video games. Right. <sighs> fair enough. Yes, fair enough. Yes, yeah, we need hanky codes for gamers now. No, um, some, something like that. Um, all, I mean, the intricacies like houndstooth, and and the ones with a lace on them, and yeah. the polka dots, and like, okay, that's too much. Yeah, like <laughs> brown. So brown is regular brown handkerchief is scat play. Mm -hmm. Brown lace means you're into uncut guys, or you have a foreskin. Now those are vastly different things <laughs> for things that look really similar. <laughs> now, and you know, I mean, both. <laughs> well, I mean, I think the thing, you know, one of the advantages to the, the idea of the hanky code is, you know, I guess my issue with uh, the not appropriate in a classroom situation is like, no, it's like it was a way of flagging in, you know, just polite society right. that you know in case because you know yeah you're at the bar there's gonna be a lot of you know potential partners there but you know you're out shopping or you're at the grocery store and you know you're still gonna be running into each other and it's like a nice little way of saying oh I wonder if he knows, you know, what that means. You know, the other, you know, the other thing is, I'm, um, you know, back in the day, uh, they used to have lots of little identifiers for queer culture. You know, I heard that once upon a time, you know, a, a, a tie that matched the handkerchief you had in your shirt pocket was a indicator. You know, old school and or fashionable, which probably you know was synonymous back in the day. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, but the other things are certain colors, like a red, you know, a red tie or a red, you know, something that stood out. It's like, yeah, these were subtle clues, you know, like the whole earring thing back in the day, you know, having an earring in the right ear. I can't remember. There was a, there was it, a. It depending on if you were top or a bottom. Also, depending on the coast, it gay turns or, out. Or gay or straight. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, you know, that's, yeah. you know, so it's always been there, I think. Now look at that. For, we all had, the three of us had different definitions of that. How yes. confusing. <laughs> Very confusing. Yes. But, um, you know, so I think that it's but also useful, yeah, at the bar when you have something that's a bit more niche and it's like, okay, this is the thing I'm really into. I really don't want to waste my time with, you know, the, you know, 90% of people who are going to be like, no, I, want, I need to find that 10% of the 10% that are like, mm -hmm. yes, this is why I want to waste it. And we got, yeah. <laughs> we're on the clock. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. Vanilla sex is fun, but if I can get my elbow into somebody, that's even better. Now, uh, the question is, like I said, I think you've answered the question of like, how, yeah, how how Fister's got the the prime color there. Um, but the whole right left thing, I find interesting because mm -hmm. just culturally, you know, left has always been considered to be the the inferior or the submissive or the the feminine, you know, side of it all. The you know, the sinister, whereas the right has always been, you know, more mainstream, but then, you know, and also basically society wise, you know, bottoms are devalued and top is the, you know, masculine. So I'm kind of, it seems like there's, it got crossed 
because left is the top, you know, the doer and the yeah. right is the And it seems like, you know, traditionally that would have been reversed, I think, in some ways. So yeah. I'm wondering how the how that started. Yeah, I, I am not certain uh, as to that myself. It has not come up in my research. Mm. Um, perhaps next time I'm at the Leather Archives. I think it might just be, you know, a play on the nautical term red, right, returning, red, right, receiving. Oh, okay. Um, Oh, so, it, you know, but it was San Francisco that it all started in. Um, Hell, it might have started with sailors themselves. It may have. <laughs> you know, this this is reminding me of my early gay days in Chicago. And um, the, the <laughs> I would go around on Thursdays and pick up all the publications. And I remember mm -hmm. my brother saying, is there that much gay news every week? <laughs> You know, because there are three or four things you'd pick up. But the one that still had before the Internet, you still had the the ads in the back and trying every time when you're reading an ad to suss out what the fuck mm -hmm. French active and Greek passive meant. And you, you suck dick and you get fucked. I know. And then Greek passive, French active, just it was so confusing. It's like, OK, I needed a cheat sheet every freaking time I read this. I'm glad that has gone away because. Uh, yeah, that we're able to be more direct and just yeah, say yeah. bottom. Yeah, 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 right. I would like to get fucked. Thank you. Is that yes, clear? Yes. Yeah. Fuck me like I owe you money. Fuck me until I love myself again. I think I said that last night to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me till I love myself or fuck no, me like, like it like it owes you money <laughs> and, you know some sometime you just you just want that rough violent fucking perhaps with a pair of hands around your neck and just you know surrender to to the experience beautiful thing now wonderful <laughs> beautiful thing now one of the effects of the history and sort of the ubiquity of the hanky code is it had the meanings of the code have bled out to colors in gay kinky spaces mm -hmm. it doesn't just have to be a handkerchief anymore. oh right right you know so if you the are on your leathers you know yep, yep. you know so if you have red piping or yellow piping or brown piping on your leathers and your harness yep yeah, or, or you have, you know, a, if you have a yellow harness or, you know, yellow pup gear, red pup gear, mm -hmm. you know, people will often assume, and especially with pup, assume incorrectly, yeah. right, that you are into this particular kink. Now, you know, really the hanky code is, it, it's supposed to be a conversation starter, yeah. right, and say, Hey, I, I see you're flagging something, you know, you know, a what color is it exactly? And, you know, if I'm not familiar, you'd be like, oh, what kink is that? Huh? I've never tried shaving cream wrestling before. <laughs> uh, I either that really, it, it, really stuck with you, didn't it? It did. It did. I, <laughs> what, what color is that one? And a shout out to. <laughs> <laughs> That that that's that's a uh, a, a travel a, size Barbasol in your pocket <laughs> or yes. Burma shape, a, a tube of Burma okay, shape. Yeah. Oh, yeah. um, a call out. That was a call out too. 
what I forget the name of his 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 product now. There's cockeye kink. Cockeye kink. Dot com. <laughs> yeah. You were the one who modeled for him. I don't know. Why. I'm the I, one I, who remembers it. I know it's cockeye, not cockeyed. Cockeyekink.com okay. and his amazing creations. Um, yeah. yeah. You, you want a harness made? That's who you want to make it. But no, but that is important. Um, you know, yeah, that it's basically a advertising but conversation starter. You know, not to make the, you know, to make the um, oh, uh, assumption that this is what they're really doing, going after. Because, um, you know, it it is, you know, they're advertising, but again, they might not know it. They just might like it. it's like, oh, I like this color. You know, I know someone who bought red red trimmed uh, mm -hmm. you know leather armbands because he liked the color red, and then found out what that meant, and it's like, oh, and then, I think I saw some pop like. Yeah, I kind of wish I knew what this color meant before I got the hood, but I do love the hood, so that's just gonna have to be what's going on. Um, he'll he'll just have to field those questions on occasion. Well, and it's interesting because it does it does lead to interesting conversations because uh, at conventions, um, you know, you have a little name badge, you know, when you register and you have to wear it to get into locations, but they've become. You know, the ones I go to, a lot of people have ribbons, you know, little ribbons you have underneath mm -hmm. your name badge. This is like mm -hmm. presenter or things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, people just make their own ribbons with their own sayings and then hand them out to people. And, uh, you know, it's, there's ribbon whores who just want to get all the ribbons they can find. Oh. But there's one very interesting ribbon that has all these letters. It's a black ribbon. The letters are in silver. And it's just these, and it turns out it's a identifier. You can identify if you're looking for, you know, um, men or women a relationship you know cuddling sex uh, monogamy polyamory like it's a whole line of letters and there's usually a little a flyer showing what they mean but you know usually they have them at the desk you know when you check in you take one and you use a sharpie to block out all the letters that aren't appropriate so smart and the trouble is though you see these guys going around with them that's nothing is marked out because they just saw a ribbon, they grabbed it, threw it on. And so that's always the conversation I start with was, oh, your ribbon. So did you just get lazy and decide not to use the Sharpie? Or, or, or I think I said, it was the Sharpie dry or are you really <laughs> into <Are> you? <laughs> and you? And it's, oh my gosh, the number of men who, when they've realized that, then take it off. Like, oh God. Yeah, they're like, oh no, I did not. And, or then immediately find a Sharpie and show that, no, no, they're into ladies. <laughs> and it's like, oh, child. Oh, oh, but, hard. <laughs> but it's nice because when you actually do see one that has something marked out, and then you're just like, okay, someone put in the effort and they're showing, you know, what, and it's nice because, you know, conversation with, you know, a straight guy isn't a waste, but eh, it might not, you know, it might not lead to what I was looking for that, you know, at the room parties. <laughs> you're right able now. to yeah. effectively calibrate your expectations of when, the encounter. When I have, you know, a quarter of a bottle of scotch in me, you know, I, I, <laughs> I love that evolution of that, that crossover evolution of the hanky code. That's mm -hmm. so cool. Yeah. It, you know, and you know, I'm actually wearing, you know, my red claw shirt today. Yep. Yeah. Um, I figured I wore the yellow one last time. I have an excuse <laughs> to wear the red one. Also wearing a cock ring and nothing else. Um, <laughs> mm. uh, but yeah, it, and you know, because they had choices of colors when I got the shirt and you know, I'm like, no, I want the red one. <laughs> I want to show off because I, I'd love to get my hands into somebody this weekend, which I did. 
Well, you wear red really well because you got dark, you know, dark. It looks good on you. Yeah, it, it goes well with with my skin and hair tones. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I had a friend who, um, you know, I mean, the other thing, too, is like, I, you know, the origins of the hanky coat and that. But yeah, what what level, you know, what, you know, generational divide is it that actually made use of it? And now, you know, and, and then the, I think the next generation was aware of it, but didn't use it. And then now you have people who are like, what's that about? Yeah, it, it is feeling that, that it is kind of dropping off. Um, and well, because now you have apps in that and you yeah. just put your interest in the app. It's like you list. It's like, this is what I'm into. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember for, you know, five minutes or three years, you know, back in the early days of the Internet, the bear code where in the signature block, you would put in the series of letters and numbers describing what kind of bear you were. Oh, and yeah, because it would be a, like a letter for size, hairiness, endowment. Uh, yeah. Oh, they also because there's also twink codes. Really? Yeah. That was, yeah, because you'd like, it would be like, you know, the first letter would represent how skinny you are. And like, you'd follow it with pluses. It's like, you know, T plus 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 means super skinny. I mean, you know, and, and you know, it, wow. each, each register had meant something and then what symbols followed or came before kind of, yeah. And it's a way of kind of just having this line of numbers and letters or symbols that kind of described you. Right. No idea. Yeah, and this was in the early days of the internet and bulletin boards when everything was text-based, when you couldn't just send somebody a dick pic, <laughs> um, where, you know, there weren't a lot of digital cameras, and, you know, sending an image took all night. Uh, <laughs> so people, you know, came up with creative ways to describe themselves, and that went, that basically went away once, it, you know, once broadband became a thing and yeah once you you know have a picture of your profile and then you your height your weight all that is listed and then you know all you know behind the uh the locked pictures or you know your your body in full display it's like yeah you can kind of decide you for yourself how big how hairy how in doubt they are <laughs> oh that's so interesting i remember the i mean i still have lots of friends from the a bbs in in chicago that was that was well trafficked, but I just, I don't remember seeing that at all. That's very interesting. It, it started on like alt.sex.gay.bears.moderated, you know, what, mm -hmm. one of the news groups <laughs> back when those were a thing. So, alt. Yeah. What the fuck? Very cool. Very yeah, cool. Sling Bear probably remembers his bear code because. <laughs> <laughs> He's the right age and right level of uh, technology for that. Well, my trouble is I remember trying to formulate mine and then you have to actually like, you know, kind of, it's like, well, where do I rank on this? And it's like, and then suddenly it's like, oh, you know, how hairy am I? How big am I? How am I? And yeah, and then it's like, you're looking a bit too much at yourself and it's like, oh, I'm uncomfortable with this. I don't want to do this anymore. But Harry this plus four, Robin Williams. <laughs> Oh yeah, based on Robin Williams. God, that's right. <laughs> oh, Harry. Um, I remember being, when I kind of came out in Chicago and knowing what the hanky code was, uh, hearing about it, I don't remember really being involved in it, but I've never started really using it until it came to um, going to claw or any anything leather or kink. 
um, well, I was going to take umbrage or when uh, Arcane, when you said it was that it was really for just kinky gay men. Um, I, I guess maybe you're right. Uh, well, maybe not. I don't know. When you go into all of the these, like I, I just heard, heard about the white one. I mean, I guess um, if you just want to jack off with somebody, I don't consider that kinky. I suppose it, I don't know. Right. Right. I mean, not all of the the hankies are kinks. I mean, they are all, well, they're, they're not even all sexual. Well, so like right, yeah. navy blue is fucking. Light blue is oral. That's, you know, not really kinky, but yeah. it's used in a kink and leather space. Right. So, uh, yeah, that the, the code as a whole be belongs to gay kink or at least started in there, even if not everything on there is kinky. I mean, hell, a plastic bag is flagging that you either have or are looking for drugs, which- Okay, for me, it's just, I'm picking up dog poop. <laughs> Seriously, that's hilarious. I had no idea that was a thing. <laughs> oh, what all the neighbors must be thinking now, Fargo. <laughs> well, you know where I live, so it's, it, it works either way. <laughs> Just oh my be careful God. what side you've got it on. And you don't have somebody shaking and coming up to you with a, a bunch of ragged twice. I really need a fix, man. <laughs> Maybe I could get some work done around my house. Just get some cocaine user to just go here, fix this and fix this. And fix this. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say speaking from experience, but no, you don't want to go there. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. I, I, I think I have a landlord who... Um, yeah, I tends to give a lot of work to people who I think are down and out, which is, you know, commendable. Yeah. But it also has led to some really horrific, uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the roofers especially. It's like, wow, oh, how much damage occurred to the house when they <laughs> did that really smash up job? Okay, good for them. Okay, good to know. Good to know. I don't know that I would trust a a tweaker or somebody high on cocaine to do anything you know more no than electrical uh, work you know nothing. yeah yeah no not electrical work I, I could see them okay i need you to shovel these 10 cubic yards of manure into a wheelbarrow and dump it in the backyard that's about the level i i, I could give a, a tweaker job to Right. Or, yeah, hey, I want you to dig about, oh, a dozen to five dozen random holes in the backyard. <laughs> With no, no, they don't have to be just no other direction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't know why I saw that. And that was in some TV show or something where someone was high and that's what they ended up doing was just, you know. So I don't know if that's based on fact or was just a stereotype. I know I buried my emergency stash somewhere in the backyard. Oh, so okay. Arcane, when you came over that hot, sultry day to help me move four yards of dirt, I could have just hired a neighborhood um, whatever to do that. Uh, you could have. I don't <laughs> think the conversation would have been as nice and I'm, I'm not sure you would have wanted to introduce Introduce them to your uh, to your coworkers, or invite yeah. them over to that really nice pool. Uh, that's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> or, or have or have ooh the, that really good dinner we had. That was really See, good. It, it all worked out well. So, um, but but no. I went. Um, are we done with this? 
Are we? I don't know. I was going to say back to the topic, but I don't have anything more to talk about, so yeah, I don't know we, if we need to go back to the topic. Yeah. But you sounds like you have something. So no, hey. no. I just, I just wondered. Um, I was going to share that I, I was at Splash of Color yesterday. Oh yeah, I saw that posted, oh, and I'm like, yeah, I, I heard know the what's screen. happening. <laughs> I'm sorry, Arcane. What? I heard the screen. Yes, <laughs> oh, uh, because I, some of us know what was why you were there and who you were helping and what was being helped done. So we're like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. We, we um, can picture this situation. And honestly, well, other than the horrific idea of what was being done, it sounds really hot. I, you know, yeah. He, so um, uh, somebody that we know, I asked me to go with him cause he was going to get a PA, which he did get done. Um, and he went, he fared through it much better than I did. He also got a lot more instruction from the piercer about what was going to happen. A lot more discussion. Splash of Color is an amazing place. So I was wearing a KN95 mask yesterday and he was wearing a cloth one. The door's locked. They, um, you pull on the door, knock on the door, whatever. Somebody comes outside and said to me, well, you're already wearing that KN95. That's fine. Asked him to take his cloth one off and gave him one of the disposable surgical ones. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and they won't let you in until you take use some sanitizer. I mean, they're serious about this. This place is so clean to begin with, but they're procedures. And so there's a lot of discussion about, well, what jewelry do you want ahead of time? And, you know, did he want a, a, a curved barbell or a, a captive bead ring? And I'm like, well, you know, are you going to be one of getting blowjobs? Because it's hard to take the other one off if you want to, you know, things you have to think about. Um, and he was going to start with a 10 and we decided, no, you can start with a six gauge. It's like, it's very stretchy skin or a very stretchy part of your body. So he started a lot lower than I've seen people at, uh, at the campground who had just gotten pierced and started with a 12. That's where I started. And that was that a is mistake. It's just way too thin for yeah. especially a penis piercing. It's going to rip through. So, you know, he's well on his way. And just all of the, the here, I'm going to autoclave this. I want you to put your initials on it, on this little piece of paper here. So when it's yours, so when it gets into the green, we'll know that it's Michael, uh, Mike, you know what all that is. You know, you can, there's a little bar on it that says when, when something's been autoclaved correctly. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, so just an amazing experience and so uh, it, it was almost a letdown it's like okay exhale i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this and i learned that pas you know now there's there hasn't been a lot of evolution in how this is done but you have a receiving tube and you stick a needle through just that little piece of tissue on the dorsal side and it goes into a receiving tube well they in the past never used a receiving tube they just like had a cotton swab oh. for the needle to go into it's like that is fraught with disaster um so uh but that was it just it, it it was easy and he was done and it, it looked really good um and then i got my my uh, nipples upsized from a 14s to 12s and that that was no big deal and it was just a really nice i highly recommend this program. well so that's what we yes, you're saying what you're doing it just occurred to me it's like wow that's right the piercers i mean it's not just ears it's like they're you know handling and doing stuff to you know bits and it's like oh so if you really like dicks and you don't want to have to spend so much so many years going to medical school to become a urologist you hey 
And also, you're going to be encountering the penises when they're pretty much, you know, they're not, you know, you're not, uh, trouble with urology is you're, co you're coming to the penises when they probably need some attention and some medication. Way past the point when they should have been coming in. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so no, you're seeing penises in their prime and then you get to do things to them. So it's Although like, there's, oh dear. at that point, there's a lot of turtling going on with the penis. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, but they fluff, right? You have to have it, you know, no. <laughs> Well, that's how yeah. you would do it, but yeah. You, you, you um, understand, you have to be fully erect for this to really- Oh, work. no. <laughs> no, as little blood flow as possible, please. No, I just know someone who used to work at an MRNI, uh, MR, magnetic nuclear- MRI? Yeah, yes. Um, he was like, he worked at one and he said this, this athlete came in and you can't wear metal in it. Yeah. So they said to take off your belt, take off, you know, the pants because, you know, your Levi's have studs. And he goes, oh, do I have to take off my boxers? And the, the real technician was like, oh, no, you're good. And my friend who was working as assistant looked at him and was like, why did you say oh, that? Yes. You oh, could, boxers know, yeah. always have to come off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. So, but that, you know. Yeah, no, Splashy Color were the ones who did my nipple piercings, um, which I have since taken out because they never healed right. Oh. But no, e even uh, I was very impressed with their cleanliness um, several years ago. And, you know, and the policies that they have, you know, that, that posted in big letters, if you are drunk, you, you know, you get shown the door because you got to figure they're right by MSU. They get their share of right. drunken college kids going for a tattoo or a piercing. And I mean, just besides the, you know, the, the, you know, people not making good decisions while drunk, um, when you're drunk, your capillaries are kind of flush and you, there's a lot more blood involved. Yeah. So you do not, yeah, you do not do such things, you know, using lots of needles or things on people while they're, you know, primed well, to bleed. They've got a sign right there. It's like, if you're, we're not going to serve you if you're an asshole. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, and when we were done, they wouldn't let us go out the front. You had to go out the back. I mean, there's just, they just, they just went a, a good flow of people through there. I was, I was just amazed. Uh, the, the piercer was telling the story of he had two days back to back recently of people wanting PAs. And it turned out that both people wanted an epidriva. Ooh. Which, which is an entirely different thing that's going to be a lot more involved. Um, so he just said he thought it was really interesting that people are wanting a genital piercing and they're not even sure which one that they're asking for. Yeah, you would think that you would research that sort of thing. And he said he's pierced women, women's clits who didn't know where it was. <laughs> like, well, that, that says so much about American sex education, doesn't it? Sad? It's like you need to spend some time with the mirror, honey. Yeah. And also... You know, the, the nice thing about pierced clitoris is it's probably a lot more for the, you know, the person who needs to find it. It's like, you know, right. when, when you're with that clueless straight boy, it's like, yes, work on this. What? The what? thing that has the ring on it. Okay. okay. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, that's what someone told me about their pierced nipples. Um, Cause I was like, I've heard that, you know, it all, it alters the sensitivity. Sometimes they become more sensitive. Sometimes they become less. Right. And he's like, you know, it varies per person, but we'll tell you that once they're pierced, they get a lot more attention. Like when you're playing with someone, people go for the jewelry, you know, if you're doing stuff. So he's like, that's that, that will work. So if you want them played with, get them. Great pierced. shiny things. Um, I'll, I'll share that, that, that I'm really enjoying having my nipples played with and, and, and sucked on during sex now. 
um, oh, where I didn't think that I enjoyed that before. And I'm like, oh, do more of that, please. That's really nice. Yay. <laughs> it's so nice when we find new ways to get pleasure it. out of our bodies. And now I got to wait for a couple months. Like, oh, but yeah. It, even on a stretch, you, you have to wait that long? I wouldn't yeah, think. Just, just, just a little bit. Yeah, it's not like a frit. You're right. That's a good point. I'm not waiting. <laughs> no, uh, that's a good point because he did say if you're thinking of stretching more, because there was a lot of discussion yesterday about you know how do you how do I get from a zero PA to a zero zero because it's it's that's a it's big, a jump it's a big jump um, you know and he's just talking about weight uh, more weight and steel jewelry but he was saying if you wanted to stretch the nipples more you should probably wait about three months so. Um, but he didn't say that they couldn't be played with. There you go. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I might give them a few days, maybe yeah. a week, but yeah. yeah, I mean, you're you're not real, yeah, it's not nearly as invasive, as damaging as yeah. the initial piercing, but I can see waiting those three months to stretch again, mm -hmm. because, you know, you basically, you know, pulled as tight as you can on this stretch. If you try and stretch more, you're going to snap. So you need to give the body time to readjust. So I wonder if I could have gone up two sizes at this at one time. No, we'll see. I, I, I think that would have been a, a better question for your piercer than for I know. Because he did ask me and I thought, well, okay. Next time. But I definitely will go back to him. Anybody wants to know who it was, I'll let you know. But that was it was it was a fun day in the middle of COVID. <laughs> no, I yeah, my next uh, piercing or tattoo it is going to be with them yeah. once I figure out what I want it to be. But you know, hearing what you had to say, it's like it does remind me. It's like I, I call I call it the Fauci, um, where I have been <laughs> I've been double masking. So I do um, the surgical paper mask first, mm -hmm. and then I usually do one of the, the cloth masks on. Um, I find it useful because it's um, the cloth mask tends to make the paper mask like tighter. It, it yeah. cinches it closer to the face and makes a better seal, I found. And, you know, it's like, and now with new variations and not being, mm -hmm. you know, vaccinated yet, I'm like being like, I'm getting more and more nervous about just stuff. I am too. And that's why I bought the KN95s and, and, you know, that you end up looking like a duck. So I think I'll actually, you know, color it yellow. And so it does look more like a beak, but it really adheres to my big cheeked face. Um, and to the point, it's like a suction, I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. I know. We, I, yeah. We have some of them at work and I, when I'm wearing those, there's no air coming around the edges because yeah. you know a standard cloth mask i'm feeling you know when i breathe mm -hmm. in and out it's really i'm not filtering so much it's coming in through the sides but that one no it's like when i breathe in and out it's like the mask is deflating inflating. right it's it's suctioning mm -hmm. it feels like a rebreather bag on your face it does oh you know on the way back from there <laughs> i just there there's um there's some place over by that dunkin donuts um, near Frandor. I apologize everybody who not, doesn't know what I mean, but they're serving food out in little tents, these little... Oh, yeah, these little pod things, yes. yeah. Yeah, and they're serving food through. So, I mean, it's like a glory hole, but for food. Oh. Excellent. <laughs> I, I was going to say, because I, I saw those, but I'm like, okay, do you have to open it up and then the server has to go in? But, oh, no, you that I like that. No, oh, it's very cool. It's like you're in prison, I suppose. And they just slip it through a slot in the door. 
I don't know. Anyway. What <laughs> uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up. Um, friends of ours got married uh, mm. yesterday and they, they had a Zoom wedding and um, their wedding gift, um, which is kinky furniture, is currently sitting in my uh, dining room um, oh. waiting for them to return. And uh, it, heavy, I, I, heavy. Well, I wa it's funny because I, yeah, I saw the Zoom link and I was here at work. So uh, yeah, I watched the ceremony um, and then uh, I don't know how long it went on to, but when I, they started like, so the person who was filming it was like filming as they were getting food and all that. And I'm like, I cannot watch other people eat right now. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want cake. I want pizza. I want champagne. It's like, no, I don't want to see other people. <laughs> and I'm at work. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I did not get a chance to, to watch the zoom though, but I did tell them, yeah, it finally arrived after three delays. Um, and my having to be kind of terse with FedEx. Fe FedEx was going to a similar address, but not mine. And I knew because it said, we attempted to deliver, but there was no tag on any of the doors. Uh, so, you, I, you know, FedEx, I, I just, I, yeah, whenever I'm ordering something, they, you know, they, they don't deliver to PO boxes. No, and they can't. Well, they can now. I found out because you just give them the street address of the post office, and you know, and the post office accepts it, and you have a signature on file. And it's like, okay, that's what I do now. It's like, oh, you don't deliver to the PO box, blah blah blah. Oh, but you deliver to one one four zero Abbott Road, East Lansing. Okay, well, do that then. Unit number two hundred six. Yeah, I mean, well, that's it. It's like it's annoying because I. I've had like three packages like that. And then they do not make it easy to get, find your package. There was a package that they said, oh, we are unable to deliver. I'm like, okay, went online trying to like reroute it to my work maybe. And it, oh, oh no, we lost someone. We, we, we lost a Fargo. Oh, oh dear. Oh, well. But um, yeah, no. No, but no. So worst. like, yeah, it was, uh, hunting it down was tricky. And eventually was me going in the middle of the night to some place in the middle of nowhere because that's where it had been sitting for a week. And it's funny because all this time on the phone, all this time online looking for it, uh, what, how they finally like tell me it's gone is, uh, or like that it's waiting for me is they sent a postcard to my PO box and I'm like, I, okay, whatever. Um, yeah. So no, that it, yeah. FedEx. Mm, yeah. Okay. And on that note, we've run out of time again. And we're running out of hosts. <laughs> running out of people. Please send your questions, comments, show ideas, sturdy pictures, or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com or tweet at us. We are at harryprone.com. Our theme music is Hotspot by Ox, used under the Creative Commons Attribution License. Please be sure to listen to our friends on the internet. Sewers of Paris, Gayish, Linoleum Knife, Off the Cuffs, and such fun. Thank you so much for listening. We are your hosts, Sarah Kane. And Lansing Mike. And we've lost Boy Fargo. Wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night. Night. <laughs>